0: This episode is brought to you by The Message, a new podcast series from GE Podcast Theater.
1: Hi, Nikki Tomlin here, and I'm the host of The Message. I'll be following a team of elite cryptographers as they decode a highly classified radio transmission. To sum it up, extraterrestrials. The Message on iTunes.
2: From the style closet, in the back corner of the Huffington Post in New York City. This is the Weird News Podcast. I'm Buck Wolf, and in this style closet, we've had many champions. Just a few weeks ago, we had the world's tallest teenager. We had the greatest rodeo star. We've had all sorts of great people, and today, we have another sort of champion. We have the heavyweight champion of beards with us. We have Madison Rowley with us. Hello, sir. Hello. Thank you for having me. And. We also have with him Kate Trotson. Mm-hmm. Hello. Thank you. And and you both make a very striking, beautiful couple. I met you uh, yesterday in Brooklyn at the Just for Men National Mustache and Beard Competition. Yeah. Uh, I, and you had a ceremonial role as the... 2014 World Champ, a designation you'll hold for two years, if
0: I'm not mistaken? That's correct, yeah. Well, 2015 World Champ and 2000— 2000... It was the 2014 competition for the 2015 honor. Right. Or, well, the, the honor last year was in Portland for the Nationals, mm. which then sent me to the Worlds this year in—it uh, was October 4th in Austria. In Austria. Yeah. And you won. And I won. You're champion. Yeah. You must be a proud woman, Kate.
3: Pretty proud,
2: And uh, we've seen these pictures. They've become, in the last few years, from these competitions, Mr. Olsen's competitions, Mm -hmm. they've become famous all over the place. And they strike a—they're just great. If you appreciate style, if you appreciate, I guess, sort of history, uh, and if you just want something to delight your eyes, the pictures from these Just for Men competitions and these worldwide competitions— are really wonderful, and when I talk of you as a world champion, you are a champion in a particular category, but it's sort of the beard and mustache, the facial hair equivalent of the heavyweight championship. Tell me about your category.
0: Well, the category I won just in October is full beard natural, which um, is, yeah, it's the heavyweight category for uh, the bearding world. It's often...
2: I mean, I'm looking at your beard right now. It goes way. It goes down below your nipples. It's yeah, sort of like it's encroaching
0: like on my belly button. Your, your stereo, so. Yeah,
2: it's nice. It's and it's nice and full. Comes out in all directions. This is two years worth of work.
0: Two and a half. Yeah, two
2: and a half years, and uh, it's full. It has very nice coloration. I mean, this is if I had a. I was a judge on Saturday, but mm-hmm. uh, I just enjoy, i guess i brought a common man's eye to the competition mm-hmm. and i could see what i like and i and sometimes it's obvious to see why someone's great in something and sometimes you need uh, you need a schooled eye you need a frame of reference to know why something's good what makes do you think your beard
0: great oh uh, wow well i, I mean Kate's going to have to answer this question in a second anyway. We might just go through to Kate.
3: <laughs> no, give me a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh,
0: I guess the one thing that stands out to me in observing other beards throughout the last year or so of competing in different competitions is uh, my mustache has a presence over the top of the beard in itself. A lot of mustaches kind of peter out after a couple inches and disappear into the full beard, but mine... Continues to grow now, and it's maybe about 11 inches out each side at this point. Um, and then the fullness of my beard, as you can see, when, I mean, when you go profile, it's, uh, you know, it, it takes up a significant piece of real estate. It, it,
2: it's, a, it's a big, huge thing. And, uh, you, you know, leave that side of that beard aside. You are uh, objectively a very handsome man. Um, you're, you're you're about uh, 30 years old 29 years old 30 yep and uh, uh you're about six one yeah six two and a half. half six two uh dark hair v- v- very well put together and everything and you have a beautiful uh girlfriend thank you uh and uh you are a model Kate yes and you both like together uh you just look like a really handsome couple that's that's in modeling that's in Maybe film or um, something in media. Uh, You've got this statuesque kind of like long sinewy thing going. And and, uh, everything is sort of uh, classic except for that beard. That beard (laughs) that looks like you're selling cough drops or or cigars or something. Right. You know. Rolling papers. Rolling papers. Uh.
0: What made you grow a beard that long? The full natural. Yeah, I, I mean. The big boy. It started, well, I mean, two and a half years ago. Uh, a friend saw something in the paper or heard something on the radio about the National Beard and Mustache Championship being held in Portland in 2014. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, Madison, you should, you should try this out. Did you have a beard at the time? No, I had kind of a shorter mustache, kind of musketeer thing going on. You had a little growth like every guy in Portland. Yeah, yeah. and I can't help but have some sort of growth. I mean, I shave clean in the morning, and in the afternoon I have a full beard. So, I mean, I was inspired by my friend telling me about the competition happening in Portland, and I uh, figured it would be a good excuse to grow my beard out. You know, if people were giving me shit, i could be like, hey, I'm growing it out for this. That's why... Uh, So 16 months into growing it, I entered the competition. I won first in the Garibaldi, which is a style of full natural beard, no longer than 20 centimeters. And uh, then I went on to win best in show at the competition, which uh, awarded me uh, all expenses paid trip to Austria to compete in the Worlds in 2015.
2: Huh. Now, I noticed in these competitions, (laughs) you have... Big full beard. There's so much going on. There are the wax mustaches that go oh, in yeah. impossible circles and curly cues. There are guys who train their beards and mustaches to do impossible things to look like helicopters. There yeah. was one guy there who had a beard that looked like a Nike swoosh.
3: Oh, yeah. Yes. And he
2: was one of the top competitors. <laughs> and I got to see, I was sitting front row. I was a judge in all this. They were great. And there are guys who yodel, and there are guys who come from like a Texas tradition. When you go out on that stage, you are expressing uh, a side of yourself. A sort of uh, there's a, a showman in you, and it might be a cowboy. It might be um, uh, a, a Civil War soldier. It's mm-hmm. something, and you just let it out, and it's expressed through your beard and the uh, and the persona that you project. And you seem like a re- reserved kind of guy, mm-hmm. like a sensible guy with a really hot girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh so do you have to like pr- project some sort of person, like a uh, guy out
0: there? Or are you just sort of like this reserved, quiet winner, champion? Well, uh, I'm just myself. I mean, I think you can, some choose to become a character on stage with a beard because it's easier to be in front of, a couple hundred people, thousand people, as a character, um, for I, ma-
2: for many people, it's a ma- mask.
0: Yeah, for many people, it's a mask. And uh, I grew up doing theater and putting on roles, and I I feel like the beard on its by itself is a character enough, and I don't need to elevate that anymore. I can exist as myself uh, in front of the judges and the people and I, it's been successful. I, mean, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I never went into it expecting to win anything. I just kind of, I just showed up. And,
2: now, you're 26 or 27. You decide to go in this competition. You're in Portland. You're a filmmaker? Yes. What were you doing at the time?
0: Uh, at the time, let's see. I think I was working on Grimm as a camera assistant. With the fairy tales? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some beard tales there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh so this didn't you you weren't sort of enchanted somehow or cursed right i may have been cursed i I mean i can't seem to get rid of this beard now so (laughs) so your second cameraman you did this and 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 have you continued
2: doing that is that like still your career track yeah
0: yeah that's i'm still working in the film industry off and on but this uh this whole beard bearded experience has taken me on a whole nother path um i've now i mean i've I've started modeling with it, which is weird, but uh, it seems to stand out and work well for some people.
2: And did you stand out in other ways? I mean, you walk down the street now, and you have a look that demands attention. I just walked you through the HuffPost newsroom, and a lot of different people walk through. Uh, Celebrities walk through. Alec Baldwin walks through. Oprah Winfrey walks through. Yeah. And uh, you get looks like they get looks what you have, your overall look, is striking. People don't see a beard like that every day.
3: I thought they were looking at my beard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize going into it the amount of attention I would get from having it. Uh, some days I choose not to go out to certain places because I don't want to be bugged about it. Mm. It's, it's interesting. But it's it's a kind of a celebrity that... Uh, can vanish in you know a few swift uh, uh, razor pulls, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's true. So, it,
2: so a couple of years ago, you decided to grow this beard, and you, you're you not only grow it successfully, but you're a champion at it. You're you're the best at it. Yeah, I never that's, I that's, never imagined that's an objective
0: I fact right now. Never imagined I'd be a world champ at anything. Yeah. And,
2: and and to grow, <laughs> when you have a beard that goes down ha- to, to to your stomach, uh, you have to make some sacrifices, like yeah. wearing a zippered coat.
0: Like wearing a zippered coat.
2: There's That's, no zippers. Uh, Do you own any things with a zipper? Not too often. You could probably like most guys have to worry about maybe catching ca- catching their willy <laughs> when they zipper their right. fly. You have to worry about catching <laughs> your beard. Almost.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh. It, it definitely affects everyday life in all regards. I mean, eating, sleeping, uh, windy days are frustrating. Windy days, blowing your eyes and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, if I look straight down, I can't see my feet. Um, Okay, now you
2: get on an airplane, (laughs) they're standing behind you at TSA, do they frisk your beard for like weapons, like
0: (laughs) No, occasionally they they joke about it, but uh, no, it hasn't been anything too crazy. They usually actually, they want a photo with me, which is weird. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by The Message, a new podcast series from GE Podcast Theater.
1: Hi, Nikki Tomlin here, and I'm the host of The Message. I'm going to take you into an elite cryptography think tank and check it out. Their top project right now is to decode a highly classified radio transmission from the 1940s.
0: Have you listened
2: to it yet?
1: Not yet. Uh, we're having a discussion about that. But if I offered you the chance to listen to it right now, Um, sounds like a no.
0: Well, we don't really know what it is.
2: Voices, music, breathing. But, you
0: know, I'm not going to mess with that thing.
1: To sum it up, extraterrestrials. Subscribe to The Message on iTunes.
2: What sort of things are really hard when the beard comes through? Um
3: wow.
0: Really hard.
3: I'm a lone s'mores eater now. He doesn't well, eat smores really. He doesn't need the s'mores. <laughs> anymore. I don't I don't eat
0: <laughs> s'mores anymore. Um, eating is challenging. Uh, I eat much slower now. I need both hands available to partition food into smaller pieces and then Use one hand to hold the mustache out of the way and then insert the food.
2: It's, it's slow. How do you can
0: you enjoy yourself at a restaurant? Uh, yeah, yeah no I can. I've, I've gotten used to it. I've become an expert at eating. What do you prefer straws, sandwiches? Uh, sandwiches are tough. So they're tough. Yeah because if I, if I happen to take in the mustache with the sandwich, you know I, I swallow my mustache and it's down in my stomach by the time I'm forking it out. And you're yeah. flossing with those whiskers. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> That's... Yeah, we joke about that, actually.
0: What, what
2: are the hardest foods to eat? Um, You haven't had spaghetti in a while, let's be honest.
0: Well, I actually had ramen the other day. Yeah. And uh, it works if I, you know, I've got to hold the beard out of the way and kind of put my face, uh, kind of face down so the noodles hang straight down and not over my beard. It's... It's a challenge, but it it's possible. And what else is really difficult when you do this stuff? Well, in terms of eating, I don't think I've tried an ice cream cone <laughs> without a spoon. Without um, a spoon. Yeah. Candied apple? hmm No, that doesn't work. Swimming, is that out swimming, of the question? Swimming is interesting. Uh, I do enjoy swimming, but at this point... Uh, my head creates so much drag that I try and go straight, and I just go in circles.
2: But you, the, great, the greatest part about this, though, is it's a great excuse never to wear a tie. That, is, that is true. No one could tell whether you have a tie on or nope. not. Nope. They have no idea. And through this whole, like, not too many people can pull this off in such a way that you're winning. You're, you have opportunities at modeling. What sort of opportunities has op- have opened up to you now that you are the champ full beard natural
0: wow Um, I got to travel through Europe for a little over a month Um, just recently I got back what was it a week ago from uh, my travels in Europe and that was all spurred from being flown to Austria for the world championships and um, someone found me I think it was through Facebook, they found me, and they wanted to represent me in Germany, some modeling agency. And then when I was abroad, they connected me up with uh, a magazine in Austria and had me do a, a fashion shoot with them. Clients were happy. It was Do uh, so you see a representation now? Yeah, I do. I do in Germany at this
2: point. And as big as these contests, these Just for Men contests have become in the United States, they're even bigger in places like Austria, Germany. They 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 are more established. It's harder to win a contest there, and Americans are aren't considered sort of like the, the 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 beard strong countries.
0: Yeah, actually, this year uh, the U.S. I think took home the most consecutive awards in the competition. But in it's, Austria. It, it's it's thought of as a German sport. If you it is, yeah, it, it was it uh, it started in the late '90s, I believe. In Germany. When did you meet Kate? <laughs> uh, I met Kate. How uh, was it? Seven months ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. about seven months ago at a mutual friend's surprise birthday party. The moment I saw you uh,
2: in Brooklyn at the King's Theater, it really seemed like you're a couple in love. It's really sweet. And then, then uh, I thought to myself, how do these guys do it? This guy has got a beard <laughs> out to here. It's it's crazy. It's. Um, do you ever want him to shave?
3: No, uh, well, I mean, do uh, you
2: ever say like, "I just want to"?
3: No, he can do whatever uh, he
2: wants. I just want to dance cheek to cheek, and that's a little difficult right now.
3: I think if he was extremely like avid about bearding, like if he slept with his trophy from Austria, I'd be concerned. But I think that it's you know, it's it's an extension of who he is, and it's not. He'll shave it off, and it'll grow back. Like it's it, it's just. Gonna be what it is, and if he shaves it off, he shaves it off. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't really care.
2: <laughs> I have to say though, if if you're if you're dating a guy in the bearding competitions, full beard natural just seems like the most manly natural thing. The the guys who do the, the 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 arty things with their mustaches and beard, and they're making them into shapes, and it's like those they're 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 like manicured like like an English garden. That it seems like. It it would be harder to date one of those guys.
3: Yeah, I'll be honest. If Madison did that every day, maybe I wouldn't be so bonkers.
0: <laughs> well, I'd I just smell like hairspray all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Plus, that I mean that then that that's when it really gets hard to to do things in Portland. He did. Uh, what did you do? Full beard, styled mustache, right?
0: Yeah, my one? my local club, uh, the Portland Beardsman. We hosted our first uh, competition several months ago.
3: So his his mustache was out to the side, and I'd try to guess my hair would get caught. And <laughs> <laughs> some of those guys that have some of the intricate designs, that must be tough. You
2: guys have seen some crazy things. You were telling me the guy who puts Cheetos in his beard. Yeah, yeah. The The Nike swoosh guy was hilarious <laughs> yesterday, and that was one of the wildest ones we saw. What are some of the craziest things you've seen people do with their facial hair?
0: There was a guy at worlds this year who had uh created his into a ferris wheel around his head oh man which was pretty amazing um i'm i'm not sure how he did it exactly but it had like yeah it went all the way around his head that is years of work yeah lots of practice i mean the the guys who do the freestyle full beard freestyle stuff you know they're they're uh, working at it for at least two to four hours before competition to set it up. and uh, The
2: science behind that must be crazy. It because, is. It is crazy. Because you have to, you know, account for your whiskers and maybe the temperature, the humidity. It's all going to affect how the shape of your beard goes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's I think, the hardest thing for those guys is they never know what the climate will be like where they're competing. And they might have to change up their hairspray or the the type of wax they're using, depend on the humidity. And it's uh it's more effort than I want to put into my beard. And I've I've tried doing some styling, and uh, I used almost like three quarters of a bottle of hairspray, and it still didn't stay up because it's so thick and heavy.
2: It's
3: more effort than I put in my hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's sorry.
2: interesting. Shower time must. Be, do you do you have one? Uh, do you do you share a a bathroom? Mm-hmm. It, it must be like like generally the girl gets most of the time. But you
0: got you, you, you're going to need your time in there. It does. It does take some time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, I've got it down to a point where you know maybe a quick turnaround. I could 15, 20 minutes. I can. I can get through the process. But it's, you know, I I wash it, I brush it out, then I spray in my leave in conditioner, and then I oil it, and then I wax the mustache, then I brush it again. And it, you know, it's a. You you gave me some
2: beard oil. I understand. It seems like that's going to be a new business for you. Yeah. A lot of guys are going to want to have a beard like that so they can get a lady like that. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I worry when you have a beard like that, that that, you know, an accident could happen. When you cook. When you do sports, mm-hmm. when you operate a bicycle,
0: moving
3: things—yeah—I've
0: heard horror stories.
2: Yeah. I, I get
3: concerned when he makes his wax at home, and he has it like a gas stove, and he's like leaning over. And sometimes I get concerned, but he's got it down. You got to be careful, right? Because yeah. that
2: that thing could go up in flames. Could go up in
0: flames. Yeah, I've I've heard horror stories of the dentist office <gasps> where
3: <gasps> right, right. The spinning thing, the polisher. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: Ouch! You, you have to be very careful. You have to have a commitment to to be to, to, to take caution and, and mm-hmm. maybe refrain from certain things.
0: Yeah, you definitely. Um, You're not going to be a short order cook.
2: Probably. I not. dare you. I challenge <laughs> you to get a job in the food service industry because <laughs> that is just not happening. Modeling, maybe.
0: Cause... Yeah, the I don't know that they make a hairnet large enough at this <laughs> point. <laughs> It's your next business. Yeah. (laughs) Beard nets. But what I do see in the beard and
2: mustache community, being backstage, being a judge, Mm -hmm. being in the green room, meeting you, meeting some of the other guys, is that there is is what you come in there for. There is a community of guys Mm -hmm. doing something that's goofy, but it comes out of a certain tradition, and there's history to it. And there's skill, and you travel, and it is like, it is a world unto itself. And it's just one of those things that exists, and there's a certain logic if you live in it. You, you can lose yourself in that world and just sort of like enjoy it and develop a, a sort of alter ego, a different sort of persona that, that, that thrives in that world. And it seems like that's true for a lot of guys there.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like a um, family reunion each time you show up at these events. And there's so many,
2: there's several each year, uh, both in North America and then abroad.
0: Yeah, and then also every, most every state in the U.S. has their own bearding community, and they host their own smaller uh, competitions, and they all, all, most of them are for charity. I mean, Mm -hmm. most events, like, this one here, we gave a portion of our uh, proceeds to the fire department. Yeah, the FDNY. Yeah, every there's always a, a beneficiary for every event. Um,
2: how do guys like you monetize? You got a beard. Like, uh, I'm guessing there might be some Santa work for you.
3: Guys, Someone today on the subway said he should be young Santa.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, St. Nick, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Savage young St. Nicholas. <laughs> um. But are there jobs like I guess maybe Civil War reenactors, maybe possibly. Yeah, yeah. Things like character actors in mm-hmm. movies.
0: Yeah, there's a bit. But when you get to a beard of my stature, it's it's kind of its own thing. It's hard to put it in a particular category. Um, I've been, I've gone to audition for some random commercials or whatnot. Touchmasters, the movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or or talk to people and they're like, this guy his beard is almost too much. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna hide the Coke bottle. It's uh you know, it's um it's a lot to deal with.
2: Maybe a fantasy movie? Could do that. There
0: yeah. could there has to be a Game of Thrones
2: character in there for you. Right? Yeah You yeah, can see that Vikings. House beard mm-hmm. something. Um how does this affect growing into this community you literally grew into this community um how does that affect the stories you might want to tell as a as a filmmaker i mean are you looking to tell maybe a story there have been some interesting reality shows around the bearding community um but i bet there are some movies in there
0: There, there, yeah there, there are definitely some real stories in there the uh the way they kind of dramatize the competitions or you know the world that i'm a part of now has been a bit more uh, i don't know they focus too much on the negative elements of uh, like severe uh, competitive spirit and people getting crazy These reality shows yeah, are over exactly. the top it's just it's, you don't, you you
2: don't take part in that stuff
0: no no, no. And I, it's unfortunate that a lot of people have whisker wars as a reference to the world I'm in, and it's nothing like that. It's crazy.
2: So do you see yourself shaving one day?
0: I will, yes. Yeah. One day. I think I need to find a good reason to cut it or a good event, a good uh, spectacle. Uh, I don't know. like A dare.
2: Some sort of like. Could be a, could be a dare. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've also thought of learning how to hand-tie wigs and uh, tying it into a beard wig and letting the operas use it, um, which could be interesting. Let it live on in other ways. Yeah, maybe become a ZZ Top tribute artist. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those guys had pretty good beards.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of the beards in history you've admired? Beards and mustaches.
0: Oh, my. Um, You know, I... I mean, first and foremost, my father. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, he, he always had a beard as long as I knew him. <sighs> and actually, before winning the competition last year, he said if I won, he would shave his off and grow it to join me in Austria. Oh. So he shaved his beard off, which I've never seen him clean shaven. Cut his beard down and he grew his beard out for the competition and came with me to Austria to compete. Which was a pretty awesome uh, father son trip.
3: Charlie looks like Santa. Yeah? Yeah he does. He He's does. got a
0: great white beard.
2: Oh, this is a great picture of father and son. <laughs> We're going to have to post this. Mm-hmm. Your dad definitely like looks like a Santa Claus. Right? <laughs> but you know you, you're you're it, it looks like sometimes like you're like you're swallowing a sheep. <laughs> it's just <laughs> It's The, the great black sheep, yeah. 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 It's um before we say goodbye to you guys, give us some bearding tips. What do you want to do? Like, like I have a I have a little beard now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, I started this in August. It's looking good. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that from you. That's <laughs> certainly a compliment. Um, but uh, what, what what do you t- what do you tell people to do? They want to grow the ultimate beard. Um, they use your product, of course. Of
0: course, use my product. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, Actually, that's a funny story, too. Can I tell this little side bit about my product? Is, uh, it was three years ago I was in Paris. I used to live in France. I lived in Paris for a year uh, studying film several years ago. And um, I was back in France for a project, and we had a roll of film left, and my friend was like, we got to do something with this roll. I had a big mustache at the time. He was like, "Let's let's shoot a fake mustache wax commercial. And uh, we'll call it rides, like, you know, it's funny mustache rides, you know. Um, so we shot this commercial even before I had a product. Turned out great. It was shot on Super 16. It was kind of this 70s vibe going on. It was me and a bunch of women in this crazy apartment, and I'm pouring bottles of champagne on myself, and I have this crazy mustache. Oh, man. It's a must-see. I'll send you a link. It's pretty amazing. And that the, <laughs> the, the, the frothy champagne yeah. flowing through your beard, Exactly. Must be something, the
2: thing of beauty, right? right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I had this, I had this ad and then I was like, well, why don't I start making a product? So I started making mustache wax for myself and friends and then after winning last year, I had all this, uh, this press and so I started creating it as an as a real uh, available product and uh, yeah, so Ride's mustache wax is is out there now and yeah, uh, People love it. <laughs> I use it every day. My girlfriend loves it. It's, uh, it smells good. Now, do you have to use more beard oil because, like, so many people want to touch your beard? I do, yeah. A little protective layer on your yeah. beard, exactly. You, gonna do, I mean, I mean
2: does, it, does it upset you when people want to touch your beard? Uh, or can it be too much? I mean, if, there have to be some do's and dotes around you. Yeah. I'm in the presence of the champ
0: here. If so. they <laughs> If they ask, I'm more than happy to accommodate. Mm -hmm. but the worst is when I'm walking through a crowd and someone sees it and they grab a handful and my head whips around and they're just like, oh, it is real. (laughs) Uh,
3: And people ask that a lot, is that real? And I don't understand that. It's like, yeah,
0: I I wear a fake beard every day.
2: (laughs) We
3: got asked that about four times today Uh, and probably twice in an hour.
2: Well, you know, generally what they say about New York is people never notice you no matter what you do. But you might be the accept- exception to that rule. I think I am. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, maybe you are the exception to the rule. I want to thank you very much. I want to wish you very much very much luck in your next competitions and in your in your future in modeling and as a purveyor of beard products.
0: Yes, thank you. Is there anything else that you're promoting while you're out here? Um, I mean, well, y- you asked me something about Beard care. Aside from using good quality products, I think the best thing I can say is sleep. Sleep. And drink lots of water. Yeah, it's uh, crucial for everything. Yeah, well. But I mean, your hair grows yeah. a lot when you sleep. You, you I mean, know you you
2: have to be uh, you happen to be in the offices of a sleep evangelist, which is how Arianna Huffington. Uh, defines herself a lot. We have nap rooms here. That's
0: fantastic. I might go take one. (laughs) You're welcome.
2: You'd be honored there. And I'll tell you something, you'd find some hair on the pillows there. You don't want to ask any questions, but if you you, leave your hair there, people will talk and talk and talk. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having us.
2: Kate Madison, um, the Just for Men people who sponsored this wonderful competition, Mr. Olson, uh, and for our producer um, and engineer. Uh, Brad Shannon and Caitlin Baguki. thank you very much for listening we're on SoundCloud we're on iTunes we're on Stitcher we are part of the Panoply Network we thank you very much for listening please rate us review us and tune in again Weird Out